A man was talking to a co-worker who had previously been a bank manager. And one day at lunch, he said, you know, to this co-worker, he said, I've been thinking about starting a small business, you know, something kind of on the side. How, how, how would you recommend I do that? And the co-worker said, you want to start a small business? The best way to do that is to buy a big one and wait. Love, in its many forms, involves its fair share of waiting. Important thing to keep in mind as we continue our fall sermon series, be love. As we just heard in the Gospel from Matthew, Peter asked Jesus how often he should forgive someone who has sinned against him. And if you recall, Jesus says, not very often, right? No, he does not that. He says you should forgive regularly, frequently, even abundantly. This generous idea of how we should live our lives when it comes to people who hurt us and forgiveness is a direct reflection of Jesus' most famous teaching, the Great Commandment. Here it is from St. Mark's Gospel. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You and I should keep in mind for this entire series, and really our whole Christian lives, this truth, this fact of the Christian faith, God is love. 1 John 4, 8. 1 John 4, 8. God is love. So God is the ultimate source of love. So to love well in life, especially when the going gets rough, and it always will, we will need God's help. Now, it's one thing to love your friends and your family with this Jesus-like, self-denying, sacrificial, cross-bearing kind of love. But how does that work out with loving those around you? Your neighbors, your co-workers, people like that. Well, let's brave that bulldog of a question, rough, by peeking at three principles. Three principles. The first principle is begin with humanity. Begin with humanity. Let's say that together. Begin with humanity. You know, it's very easy in the busyness of your life and mine to treat people and view them one-dimensionally. The waitress is there to give you your breakfast. Your co-worker is there to help you complete your project. Your boss is there to make your life a pain. Your next-door neighbors are there to annoy you with their country music. Or hip-hop, or you fill in the blank. But the reality is, is that there's a lot more going on in the lives of the people around us than we are aware. The reality is that they were created by God, made in God's image, and loved by God. The reality is that they often have despairs and delights, but often despairs that you and I do not see. It's so easy to treat people as a means to an end. So easy. It's so easy to ignore Jesus' commandment to love your neighbor. Especially when you're stressed, you've been hurt, you're busy. It's so easy to ignore Jesus' commandment to love and instead to adopt this attitude. 
People exist to help me get what I want. Woe to them when they don't. Have you ever noticed this tendency in yourself? I certainly have. I don't think I'm alone. I see some other hands. So begin with humanity. Remind yourself that Jesus died just as much for this person as they died for you. Remember that they're often dealing with things you have no idea about. When you interact with others, do you begin with humanity? Or do you begin with the bottom line of what you want? So the first principle for loving those around you is begin with humanity. The second principle is build with commonality. Build with commonality. Let's say that together. Build with commonality. Have you noticed that your human nature and mine, as well as our culture right now, often delights in division? Noticed? Uh, How could you not notice? But as followers of Jesus, we've been invited to live a different way. Or if you're thinking about becoming a follower of Jesus, a Christian, we've been invited to live a different way. A way that does not ignore difference, no, but builds on commonality. Builds on commonality. Now, you might have a tough time relating to a neighbor, a co-worker, or somebody. Maybe you're from different life stages, different generations. But you actually do have many things in common. And you should start there. Build with that commonality. Maybe you have to search for it. Search for that commonality with this person. Well, find it. It could be a shared interest, say fashion. It could be a shared experience. You both played sports in school. It could be a similar background, Irish-American. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a shared love for 11th century Lithuanian pottery. Whatever. Find something. And begin there. I mean, even Ben Dar and I, who are so different, and on this bowling Sunday are arch and nemesis, even Ben and I have in common a love for 11th century Lithuanian pottery. So the point is, find something and start there. Even with the persons that you really struggle with, to make some sort of connection with, because... They have a different background, they have a different set of beliefs, their whole history, what they do with their life. It's like, I just wouldn't do that. You still have things in common. At the very least, your humanity. And probably you live in the same neighborhood, or the same community, or at the same workplace. And actually, those are sufficient. Those are sufficient basic commonalities for you to find common cause to work together for the common good. Now, it also shows you that there are many areas, not all, not all, not all, where you are actually in agreement. And therefore, you can recognize each other as being on the same team, and you can be cordial and work towards some common purpose. This is a lesson that our society needs to relearn. If you agree, say amen. What about our politics? Amen. What about our media? Amen. And leaders across denominations as well. We need to learn this because so often we don't point out our commonalities, which are immense. Instead, we point on these little differences. And you and I need to find this in our own lives as well. Because if we recognize that, then we can find a common thing to work toward together. So, 
When you interact with others, do you build with commonality or do you divide with difference? Is your immediate reaction to go different or is your immediate reaction to say human being? So the first principle for loving those around you is begin with humanity. The second is build with commonality. A woman, a wife, was spying on her new neighbors. She's in the living room. She has the curtain pulled back. And she's been doing a lot of this. She's watching this new couple on their back porch behind their house. She watches for a while. And her husband is sitting there on the couch. She closes the curtain and she says, you know, they just seem perfectly devoted to each other. Every time he leaves, he embraces her and he kisses her. Even when he's in the car, he rolls down the window and he blows kisses back to her. And she looks at him and she says to her husband, why don't you do that? Husband puts the paper down and says, why would I? I hardly know the woman. You've got you to think, think that one through a little bit. So the third principle for loving those around you is blessed with generosity. Blessed with generosity. Let's say that together. Blessed with generosity. Some of you are familiar with a phrase made infamous by toddlers. It's mine. The problem is there are a lot of 22-year-olds, 42-year-olds, and 82-year-olds who continue to make the toddler mantra their own. It's mine. My time. My money. My business. Mine, mine, mine. Let's say that together. Mine. Adam, did you say mine? So Christians are not called to be mine kind of people. We are called to be people of generosity. We see this the whole life of Jesus. So bless others with generosity. Bless by listening. Blessing by giving people the benefit of the doubt. Blessing by meaning what you say. And what's the rest of that? Saying what you mean. Blessing by, when you see that person struggling in the yard or with whatever, help them out. Bless your waitress by leaving a hefty tip. At work, or kids, students, at school, add to the calm, don't add to the drama. So when you interact with other human beings, do you bless with generosity, or do you bash with hostility, or even worse, do you ignore with grandiosity, I'm too good for them. So, let's see if we remember the three principles for loving those around you. Neighbors, co-workers, people like that. The first is, begin with humanity, build with commonality, and then bless with generosity. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry of the Episcopal Church has preached these words many times. There's power in love. There's power in love to help and to heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. So live that way by beginning with humanity, building with commonality, and blessing with generosity.
with God's help, be love. Amen.